JBI Dialogues, presented by the Journal of Bioethical Inquiry as a multidisciplinary space connecting contributors, readers and the editorial team, extending the work of the journal with exchanges of ideas about its published research and up-and-coming issues and practices in bioethics. My name's Edwina Light and I'm the Digital Content Editor at the JBI. In this episode of JBI Dialogues, Professor Ross Upshaw, one of the co-editors of the journal's new symposium, on the social and ethical implications of the COVID-19 pandemic, talks with Professor Max Smith about their paper, Learning Lessons from COVID-19 Requires Recognising Moral Failures. Max is a bioethicist and assistant professor in the Faculty of Health Sciences at Western University in Canada. Ross is a physician and bioethicist and heads the Division of Clinical Public Health at the University of Toronto in Canada. So good afternoon, Professor Smith. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. This is part of our Journal of Bioethical Inquiry Dialogues on the symposium we recently held on ethical issues uh, raised by this uh, rather uh, complex COVID-19 outbreak. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on. So the first question I want to ask you is, uh, you wrote a fascinating paper, Learning Lessons from COVID-19 Requires Recognizing Moral Failures. Um, in the time that's passed since you first wrote that paper till now, um, have you changed your mind in any way or how do you think the paper holds up? Uh, I think the views that I, that I expressed my, my colleague and my boss, I'm sure, in, my, uh, in that paper have been further entrenched, in fact, uh, since writing that paper. Um, the, the whole idea, the whole argument that we make is that um, there's, there's some futility in trying to learn lessons uh, if we don't acknowledge the moral character of the failures that we've had uh, during the pandemic. And I think since we wrote that paper, since that paper was published, we can point to a number of moral failures that have continued to happen that we haven't learned from. You want to give me an example of some of those? Uh, yeah, one of the one of the biggest moral failures, really, I think, is failing to learn from our past experiences. So, in in the the paper, we actually it's a follow up paper to a paper that uh, Dr. Upshur and I wrote in uh, 2015, which identified that ever since SARS, so including H1N1, H5N1 influenza, MERS-CoV, Ebola, um, all of these outbreaks that we've experienced in the past 20 years, um, we continually say that these should serve as uh, um, wake-up calls uh, for outbreak preparedness and response in the world. And effectively, we never wake up whenever we receive those calls. And so uh, really, I think any additional uh, outbreaks or experiences, if we don't learn from those and we continue to call them wake-up calls and don't do anything different, uh, that just serves as another failure. And, and so a really good example um, is a failure not to protect uh, the most vulnerable people in our society. So we know that there are, are just not uh, sufficient investments in things like primary care and public health infrastructure and in long-term care homes, nursing homes, to protect the, the elderly. And we've known this, and we've known this for, for 20 years, and we've seen what outbreaks can do to those populations time and time again. And uh, what a surprise this happened again with the COVID-19 pandemic. And so that just rep represents another mor moral failing uh, that we need to really appreciate and acknowledge if we're ever going to learn from it. So why is that a specifically moral failure? <laughs> It's a moral failure uh, for a couple of reasons. First of all, um, I think if there are lessons that we have uh, ostensibly seen in the past, then we have a moral obligation to learn those lessons. Um, if we can avert morbidity and mortality 
based on our prior experience, then there's a moral imperative to actually do something and cultivate those lessons and translate that into practice. So I'd say that's one of the reasons why it's a moral failure. The second reason uh, that it's a moral failure is because it, it, it suggests that we haven't been able to reorient our, our moral attitude uh, and practice towards things like justice and solidarity. But there's populations that are disproportionately burdened by infectious diseases like homeless populations or institutionalized populations or refugee migrant populations um, and failing to seeing and knowing that these populations will be disproportionately burdened and not doing anything to stop that from happening reflects a failure of justice and it reflects a failure of solidarity, which uh, we would argue are moral failures. I agree. So this notion that this was predictable, uh, avertable, yet somehow seemed as a surprise and a need for a wake-up call, uh, what do you think that says about our collective consciousness when it comes to ethical issues and pandemics? Yeah, I think it's, I actually don't think it's a problem of learning, right? I think that uh, if we go all the way, all the way back to SARS and before, we, we know that these are important experiences, important lessons. So I don't think it's a matter of just learning this for the first time with the COVID-19 pandemic. I think it, it fundamentally reflects a, a failure of shifting our values and attitudes towards the protection of these populations and intervening to promote their interests and, and needs. So that's why I think it's fundamentally moral. These aren't things that require technological innovations or, um, you know, or, or experiences or lessons that we simply haven't uh, experienced yet. The things that we know well and just simply have chosen not to, we don't have the political will or even the public will to, to address those failures. So reflecting broadly on ethics and the uh, current COVID-19 SARS-CoV-2 pandemic, what are the other sort of major ethical issues that you see require uh, concerted attention from the bioethics community? I think there's a number, and the, the, the good thing is that the bioethics community over the past 20 or so years have actually paid good attention to some of these ethical issues because of the experience with SARS and H1N1 and other infectious disease outbreaks. Um, and so some of, the, some of the ethical issues that we've identified in the past are emerging again in the COVID-19 pandemic and still um, remain important to address here. So um, first and foremost, I think if you look at the ethics literature, you'll, you'll uh, uh, appreciate that the vast majority, I would say, uh, regards ethical issues and resource allocation. So, uh, so what, what's the fair way to allocate resources like vaccines, uh, like uh, uh, personal protective equipment, um, and, uh, and other sorts of resources like critical care uh, resources and ventilators and that sort of thing. So I think the, the allocation of resources um, continues to be one of those major ethical issues that deserves attention and certainly receives attention. Um, sorry, go ahead. No, continue. That's but, um, Two others that I would mention um, regard the, the ethical issues that emerge in the context of using restrictive public health measures and the trade-offs between individual liberties and, and the public good. And uh, another is the obligation of, of healthcare workers to provide care in the context of, of contagion where there are increased risks for, for healthcare workers. Thank you. So looking forward uh, with your crystal ball, uh, what do you envision emerging from our experience with uh, this uh, pandemic will be the big issues that we'll have to collectively struggle with? Yeah, there's so many different things that we could look to, I suppose. One of the things that really worries me is the, the tremendous amount of money that we're spending to respond to this pandemic. So in Canada, for instance, we have 
a, uh, a benefit that's provided to those who aren't able to work or have lost their job, even temporarily because of the pandemic. And so the government quite rightly, I think, has, has tried to find funds to support Canadians, and we've seen this in many other parts of the world. And so I think this is an important thing, but I, what I worry is that in the years uh, to come, we'll shift to an austere sort of mindset. We'll see um, an era of austerity where because of all of the money that we've invested in, in the pandemic response, um, we'll be very tight in how we spend money. And you'll see clawbacks of how we spend money in social programming and health and education and other areas. And so I think if we don't explicitly think about um, protecting and, and, and recognizing that those investments actually can help to prevent pandemics in the future or help us to respond to pandemics in a more effective way in the future, then we'll see those programs uh, um, either be limited or um, we'll lose all sorts of financial support for them. So that, I think that's one of the biggest ethical issues that I can see that as a society, we need to collectively really try to prevent happening. Great. Well, thank you for your time today, Max. It's been uh, a wonderful discussion, and I do hope that you will consider submitting uh, more of your uh, very thoughtful work uh, and incisive work to the Journal of Bioethical Inquiry. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for JBI Dialogues. A transcript of this audio resource is available on our website, bioethicalinquiry.com, where you'll also find links to the article discussed today, as well as other JBI articles and issues. For JBI updates, subscribe on the website to our email newsletter or follow us on Twitter at Bioethic Inquiry. The Journal of Bioethical Inquiry is the official journal of the Australasian Association of Bioethics and Health Law and the University of Otago's Bioethics Centre. It's published by Springer Nature.